If you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. See, here's the thing. So, so I got I got a snowblower delivered on Friday. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. I'm not excited to, for snow to be coming. Snowblower having audience is vast. It's that time of year. So I got a snowblower. I'm super excited about. It. I'm not excited to use it, but I'm super excited that I have it now because I did because not you can enjoy. tell people. No, I just didn't enjoy shoveling last last uh, last. Did you kind of sound like an asshole going around like I got a snowblower? Really? Is that is that now a level of of yeah, that's a that's a pretty am, distinct am I a different notion. Case? It's a clear notion of privilege. Okay, but I got I've I've got a corner lot. <laughs> oh, is that is that also a notion of privilege? Yeah, I'm sorry for your corner lot. Well, you know how your your driveway is just too large. It it is a little bit on the large side. Given that I am in in that situation, I I felt I needed to get a snowblower. Uh, I in fact it was a birthday present from my mom. Does that make any difference? Well, maybe. Okay, we got a teapot as a present, and you're getting snowblowers. I guess you could use a teapot to melt snow. It would just be very, very. I'm just slow. talking about your your sensibility of of privilege. Yeah, well, your, your lack of awareness. That's true. I, I am sometimes not aware of that. Simon got a snowblower. Listen, I'm not on trial here. But when it was delivered, the guy came out of his truck at a delivery truck and he put it on one of those hand truck things. Not not like not like a dolly, but like the more industrial kind. It's on. It's a box on a pallet. He lowers the truck thing. He brings the pallet into the garage with the box on it, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm done here," and he leaves. And he leaves the pallet. And so I'm, I'm wondering, are there, do we have such a surplus of pallets in the world that they can just leave them willy nilly at people's houses? Yeah, it's kind of the counterpoint to my concern about the pen economy that we do have a surplus of pens and we don't yes. need any more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's true that we they don't need. It costs more for them to take the pallet back to the shop. Than just to get another pallet. Now, how does this how does this sort of go with the the pallet furniture um, economy that I think has started up in recent years? I don't know if it's a pallet furniture economy, but it's a making furniture out of recycled materials economy. But uh, the the ones that that are specifically pallets are actually terrible. I've seen people make pallet furniture, and I've seen some of the most terrible pallet furniture. So they take a pallet and they put four legs on it, then they dump about a gallon of varnish on it, and they're like, "Hey, coffee table." I don't, is that, you're making that up though. I'm not. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the cups kind of fall through the spaces in the palette? No, there's enough varnish that it fills the spaces. Uh-huh. There's a ton of varnish. Lots of varnish. I was just thinking of um, artists, which I have seen using palettes and other recycled materials oh, in a very intelligent ways to make oh, furniture sure. that was very tasteful. Oh, in sure. fact, I saw one of these displays at, we can use this for our, our ongoing segment of things that are great mm -hmm. on the website. This is Colossal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, I quite we, love. We follow it on Twitter. Yeah, friend of the show, um, past guest, future guest, Mike Smith also. Oh, he's a big fan. He's yeah. a big fan too. Mm -hmm. I've seen him posting. Yep. They had a, a whole, uh, one of their entries was on some guy that made excellent furniture from recycled materials such as pallets, I denying your point. I suppose if you made pallet furniture, put a lot of varnish and then put a slip cover on it, no one would know the difference. Wouldn't be very comfortable though. To sit on? I guess not. If you have all that varnish though, you wouldn't need the slip cover because who cares if you spill something? Yeah, we just would beat up and fall off. I don't know. Anyway, let's Do stop talking about pallets. <laughs>
Uh, we do have a guest. Uh, so, so this is episode 82, Various Breads and Butters. With me, as always, is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. I am Simon Portmantona. Out in the studio, you guys are going to have to help me as Michelle Hyphenpolt, Simon, our producer. Hello. Thomas, uh, what, 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 is his, what is his nickname? Nickname? He's his been nickname missing for so long that Tom- we're, we're out of nicknames for him. Tom- no, he was Thomas Nickname Williams earlier. Thomas, Thomas Nickname Williams is our, uh, what, associate producer? Yeah. Sure. Um, and we've got uh, Ian Code Morris as our fact checker. Is, is that all that's out there right now? Mm-hmm. Currently, yeah. Okay, and so we we'll, we'll have people come as they go. But in studio, our very special guest is Professor Lindsay So of the Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering Department. Did I get, is that the name of the department? That is the very long name. Oh, wonderful. Well, lean into the mic and speak okay. right in so we can we can get you. How are you doing today? Great, how are you doing? Oh, good. Well, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. You, you were one Since of our- the origins. Yeah, you've been one of our first listeners ever. That's, that's true. I believe it. we quote you when um, people ask what the show is about and- I say it's just me and Ben talking mostly and that it's like being in, in, involved in a conversation with us. And that yeah. was your description of exactly. it. Exactly. When I'm sitting in my car, I can listen to you and feel like you're in the room with me. That, which is in the a little car, creepy. In the back seat. A little creepy. <laughs> little creepy. So. Plus, we have the chemical engineering uh, connection. We haven't had a chemical engineer. We haven't had any mm-hmm. engineer for a long time. Okay. Except you. Yeah. Except, except me. Representing. Yeah. Plus, I have a chemical engineering background. Yeah. So we're, we're coming full circle here. Yeah. You made a lot of um, stuff. You have a patent. <laughs> That's right. So there's that. Do you, do you have any patents? Lindsay? I do have a patent. No way. Can you yes. tell us about it? Uh, I have one patent and I think I can talk about it. Anyway, so. is it bringing home the, and what I'm doing for the listeners, I'm rubbing my fingers together, Lots like, of cash. like making cash. So are you like pretty much independently no, wealthy from it? No, we have not it? brought in any revenue from this patent. As Zero? Zero. Ooh. But Well, describe it to us if you can. Um, it's a method for producing different types of lipids using okay. a process so lipids based on you know things that you can extract from oils lipids like butter butter is so you <laughs> can you, you can actually make butter from nothing is what this from, patent from tells. absolutely nothing no. this is that's amazing <laughs> that's you should really market this patent i think you should do that when the the amount of lipids in the world gets low you're like hello well, no so it's oh. not for making lipids but oh, okay. it's for producing things like biofuel okay so, yeah i thought so. i thought i thought Biofuel was just going to restaurants and taking the spare oil that they had. That is one way to make biofuel. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's, it's a very. Uh, She's an expert. Like. You're so pedantic. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Can we do the background part so that Absolutely. you'll understand why she knows so much of that? Yes, yes. That, tell tell us. So, so where did you grow up? Oh, that is a complicated question. Then she has a very international background. We have a we have a long time. Oh here. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So start start at the at the beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Toronto, Canada. So oh. that's what Simon and I have in common. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> two against one, Ben. Yeah, two chemical engineers against one, Simon. Oh yeah, it's really there's a lot of Venn diagrams we could be oh, drawing here. Connections but, today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you so you so you were born in Toronto. Yep. And then I moved from there when I was one to Hawaii. Okay. Moved from there when I was two to Singapore. Mm-hmm. As, as just kept people going. do. Yeah. And then after elementary school, moved to California. Okay. And then after college to Connecticut. And now I'm here. Oh, wow. So you've, you've, you've pretty much sampled most of the hemispheres. I've, I've got a lot of different types of weather. Yeah. 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 What's and up? Uh, so what was up in California? That's where you went to college? I went to college and high school there. So and which, col- which college? Berkeley. I've heard of it. The University of California. I also will say that you've experienced a lot of different types of weather. Today that we're recording, I think, is the coldest day that in American the history Earth has ever recorded. Yes, it is uh, so check. cold out. There. No, don't fact check that. <laughs> it is so so cold out there today. How cold is it? I didn't. I wasn't prepared for that. Oh. 
but um, it is. Can we get a fact check on that one? Yeah, it is less. It is. I'm going to say it's less cold in Singapore right now. I'm assuming. And so, and so, you were you were at Berkeley protesting. You, were you just protesting all day long? You know, being at Berkeley, I did a lot of. I don't know. You would call stereotypical Berkeley things. I lived in a co-op. Mm-hmm. I played ultimate frisbee. Yep. So I got a lot of assumptions. Take class with Michael Pollan. I didn't. You know, that is one regret that I have. But you know, as an engineer, it's really hard. Yeah. But. Yeah. I would think so. Now, wait. Was ultimate frisbee invented by a Lafayette person, or is that something else? Why did you come up with that? Why that, did I come that, up with that? No. <laughs> Why did I come up with that fact? Simon, not you. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a real fact check thing. Yeah, ultimate. Hey, that sounds. Is that something that Lafayette it, people make up about is themselves? It frisbee golf or ultimate frisbee? Does, does anyone out there know? Ian, can you can you actually check that? If where if was the, ultimate frisbee? Invented? Yeah, who invented ultimate frisbee? It is highly disputed, actually. Is so it? in Connecticut, where I used to live, uh-huh. they say in New Haven they invented the frisbee. Okay. And where I live now, actually in New Jersey, they say they invented ultimate frisbee. Interesting. Yeah. So I have a lot of connections, I guess. I yeah, I guess so. I don't. I I know that there's something Lafayette related to it, but maybe I'm completely I think you're just wrong. Making, I think you're just making this up. I could be wrong, but that's why we have a fact checker out there. I I think the rumor. Uh oh, sorry. Fact checker just went to rumors, but oh, man. that um Lafayette had the first college team. Oh, maybe that's it. That's not right. Hmm. That might be it. Well, 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 you'll 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 figure it out. We have a Quidditch team too. We have a Quidditch team. Yep, mm-hmm. I'm on the Quidditch team. You're on the Quidditch team. Come Indeed, on. I have made the comment before. I don't think it was on air. The kids wanted to see, so we went on and watched a Quidditch team play. And I get it. I know what's happening. Like I know that that that's a thing that's happening. It's a lot of imagination involved. I know, but it was one. It was one of the times in life where I thought, you know, a lot of the time I spend thinking, oh, if I was only younger, everything was great when I was in college. That's the way to be. I saw the Quidditch team and I thought, you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm I'm an adult now. I don't I don't mm. need that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't we don't need that. It's too com- it's gotten too commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? They're hopping around on brooms. Okay, so after Berkeley, you went to Connecticut. So yeah. you went to Yale for graduate school? That's correct. Oh, that's a good school. I thought why don't you do your the University of New Haven? No, that all was... you knew is she went to a college in New Haven, but you weren't sure which. Oh, is that the Albertus Magnus joke? You know, I don't want to besmirch Albertus Magnus any more than I than I already have. So what was your major in college? Environmental Engineering Science. Oh, okay. Yeah. What department were you in at Yale? Chemical and Environmental Engineering. Okay. That was the first time weather-wise. Very into weather today. Is this all weather? It, uh, you know, it's so it's cold. It's so cold. It's so cold. So that was the first time you were actually in a not great climate. How did you adapt to that? Uh, not very well. Not very well. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty miserable. Yeah. You, you're wearing a very long, very... Um, <laughs> pretty much today. wearing a sleeping bag right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's okay. That makes sense. You should see me in my office. I come in and yeah, just cowering under a blanket. Do, do you have a space heater in there? I don't like to use it because of the energy consumption. It's oh, very wasteful. Wow. It's you're, highly discouraged. You're, you're living you're living your principles, and I appreciate that. I, re- I really try. And you're, so your research is alternative energy. Yeah. Biofuels, biodiesel, right? So why don't you why don't you go why don't you have a, a space warmer that runs on um, French fry grease? <laughs> it would smell so delicious in my yeah, office. Too. Exactly, work that patent. How oh. how often? Patent. How often do students and fellow colleagues, because I've probably done it too, mm-hmm. come to you with the we should do such and such and use kitchen grease? Actually, not that many times. Oh. No. Would you like that to happen? Because we can probably get our I listeners to come to you <laughs> and ask yeah. you kitchen grease related right. research questions. Yeah. Okay. Is this, a, is this the result of a lifelong passion? Did you want to be doing this kind of work from an early age? Um, not so much from an early age. I think water was the reason I got into environmental engineering. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went, I'd say, from water to oil okay. in graduate school. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Those things don't usually related. mix very well. You heard of this thing, the water energy nexus? No, I've so, never. Yeah. What, what is that? So water and energy are connected. Right? Yeah. So in order to produce energy, you need water. And yeah. in order to create more fresh water, you can use energy, right? That's so right. desalination is a very energy intensive mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. So they're very interconnected. That's a really interesting and I guess hot topic right now. To yeah, say. yeah. And, and you can get sea salt from desalinization, which is great. <laughs> so there's that too. You can, you can market it? Sure. Absolutely. Well, that's actually a big problem is the leftover salt. Um, from, oh, yeah, from is it? Cell, yeah. You know, salt used to be such a such a prized thing, and now just it's everywhere. I know. Everywhere. Because of these desalinators. And salt mines. Do they have those still? Where people go to work in the salt mines? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they do. And is, I mean, do they have better better job safety there, but good benefits? Because it used to be that was like the lowest form <laughs> going to work in the salt mines. Right. But, you know, maybe now it's pretty good. They got a union. You know, they get they get pretty good medical and dental. I don't think so. Think we don't they, even know that they have them. I think they probably do. <laughs> I'd like to think that. I don't they, think they got one of those uh, rooms with a ping pong table, like at Google. <laughs> it's like a really super good job now. No, the foosball. Oh, you got foosball. Yeah, foosball too. Um, okay, so so directly from Yale, you came here. Uh yeah. And so this is your this is your first job right out of graduate school. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how's that going? It was hard at first, but now I'm. I'm I, I've always enjoyed it. But. Yeah, yeah. You teach in chemical and biomolecular engineering. What are the what are your standard courses? Uh, the one that I always teach is separations. You can teach that in the psych department. Maybe you know. <laughs> divorces, yes, it's a very different right. type of separation. Different. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So chemical separations. Maybe yeah. we can be more specific. Yeah. I know nothing about chemistry. Mm -hmm. So separations is just okay. There's a bunch taking of, things apart. There's a bunch of gunk, and you want to you want to have only this part of the gunk. Yeah. Just centrifuge. Just spin it. We well, can spin it. You can boil it. Yeah, you can you distill can, it. Yeah, there's there's heat distillation column. That is one of the that's core one of the things, things that, that you learn. Didn't don't doesn't the chemical engineering department have have a thing now that can uh, like the, it's in a room? It's like that you're describing the twin distillation columns and yeah, in thanks, chemical ben. engineering. See, so, yeah, I knew it. It had a big it. red bow on it for a long time. That's right. Yeah. And 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 do you like? Will you put like your lunch in there and just see what happens? <laughs> it's like, look, it's a tomato it in that says one. On there, not lettuce to do that. there. It says it literally says. Don't, don't do put that. your lunch. <laughs> in there. Oh wow! Can we go through all the unit operations? Mm -hmm. All of them. All of them. Oh wow! Uh, starting with A. Starting with A, mm -hmm. absorber. Mm -hmm. Absorber. Yes. B. <laughs> absorber. <laughs> Boiler. Boiler. <laughs> Boiler. So speaking of putting your lunch in a twin dis distillation thing column column we were <laughs> we were talking the uh, another show about mayonnaise as being a default <laughs> condiment on your sandwiches so if you could develop something where you could put a sandwich on one side mm -hmm. and have it separate into a pile of mayonnaise and the sandwich without oh, that mayonnaise. would be so good then you wouldn't so, have, to have mayonnaise on your yeah i think you, she's on it but just yeah. can you work on that can you oh maybe my lipid separator separations can uh because is mayonnaise a lipid it's pretty much lipid because it's yeah. olive oil and egg right yeah yeah maybe a little salt but that's okay if the salt stays i'm okay with that yeah. but but you want to get rid of the other stuff so and then the sandwich it would have to be it would have to stay the sandwich but just a pile of mayonnaise maybe in a cup or something like that. i wouldn't want to get the machine dirty okay you're not writing this down so is that weird she's yeah. going to listen to the episode and okay. she'll have it okay okay yeah just just yeah. take a note so some of the stuff I do is extraction of these lipids, right? Yeah. So it'd be fun to put mayonnaise in e, my extractor. Extraction. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going all the way up to E. Extraction. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'll get you to come and clean it out when it's done. So if you're not yeah. teaching separations, um, what what's your uh, what's your favorite class? Uh, alternative energy sources. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's okay. It's definitely a lot of fun. I highly encourage people to take it. 
Um, and so what, what kind of alternative uh, energy sources are your favorites? Oh, my favorites. Well, bioenergy oh, is, that's right. of course, one that I think is really important because okay. we need to, uh, I guess, supplant the liquid transportation fuels and mm-hmm. the chemicals that we derive from petroleum right now. Yep. How about dance floor? Dance floor. I did have a student do a project on movement, kinetic der- derived uh, energy. Boy, I, I guess one of us can't wait till the quiz later in the show. Oh, yeah, you're right. People always ask me, what is going to be the winner? And There's not going to be a winner. I don't think it's going to be all part of the pie, and yep. we got to investigate all of them. Now, what are, what are your views on nuclear energy? So, nuclear, you, people go back and forth, right? It depends what you weigh the nuclear waste and the potential for disaster as. Yep. But if you compare it to things like coal, then uh, if you look at the net amount of lives lost, mm-hmm per coal versus nuclear, sure. I'd say nuclear is going to win. Yeah. Nuclear is also irreversible. Once coal disaster mm-hmm. will cause that disaster. Yeah. Nuclear disaster, that's going to be around for a long time. What if you take the yeah. waste and shoot into the sun? Are you going to use a coal-powered rocket to do that? I will. Oh, wait a second. Mayonnaise can power? I use can I use the nu- can I use the nuclear waste to power the rocket to shoot into the sun? Do you, are you writing this down? I'm writing this down. Okay. I would prefer that we talked about ways to use less energy instead of new ways to come up with more energy. Oh, but okay. but have you seen my phone? It's so cool. I just I just downloaded the new <laughs> Super Mario game for the phone and now I mean I need more energy to power that. Are you aware of or have you experienced any stereotypes of engineers that you bristle at that you embrace that you've heard too many times? I will say this, um, Lindsay is not currently wearing a pocket protector. Although I wouldn't know because she's wearing her, her coat because it's very cold in here. That's not a stereotype. I wasn't even fulfilled. going down that road. Okay. Do you have a, a slide rule anywhere on you? Not on me. There's one in my office though. Ooh. I think I can hack choice. it to and uh, install Linux on it oh. <laughs> or something. You could probably play Tetris. <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? So, no. so there's stereotypes. Mm-hmm. There are some stereotypes. I'm not what you would call a stereotypical engineer, I guess. So I don't look the part. So it's got kind of hard for me, you know. What does the part look like? Pocket protector? I, I kind of want to yep. play this game with my students at one point, like at the beginning of class. Close your eyes. Think about what a stereotypical engineer looks like. Right. Now, look around. Does mm-hmm. anyone fit that bill? No. So I don't think that stereotypes are an appropriate way to measure people's ability. I'm always uh, a little surprised. I guess I'm not surprised now. It happens a lot. Students who are studying to become engineers will self-identify. They'll say, well, as an engineer, I think this. Or as an engineer, I do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you're like 19 taking <laughs> classes so that one day you might be an engineer. Yeah. So maybe stop identifying as an engineer. But they're attaching themselves to some idea mm. of what it means to be an engineer. And so they're kind of, they're building or performing a stereotype just by saying that. Mm-hmm. Even though, as you very rightly point out, if they look around, there's no specific singular idea of what that would be. So I don't know what they're gravitating to. There's something in the popular culture or just general imagery about what should be expected of an engineer that leads them to say, well, as an engineer. Well, I think I've often thought that a lot of students who are at, obviously, at the at the age of, you know, late late teens, early 20s, um, are sort of searching for that identity. And so whatever identity that they, they can get there i think i think that's what they want to call themselves pre-med they want to call themselves engineers they want yeah to but i think like something. when i meet i don't have students say well as a biologist they say i'm majoring in biology they don't say as an anthropologist they say i'm major i'm a major i'm mm-hmm. majoring in anthropology mm-hmm. i'm majoring in film studies they don't say as a filmmaker mm-hmm. so i don't know i just uh i find that odd yeah we have teens and 20 year olds out there what do you guys think i would think i agree i also don't identify usually with any kind of group Mm-hmm. like that because you're you know, a lo- you're a loner yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah 
Something I've found having two years of engineering, but now trying to sort of stray away from that, very interesting, is there are very much engineers that justify actions, whether it's taking charge of a group or thinking they have the correct answer to something with, I'm an engineer. Like the cliche line of, trust me, I'm an engineer, actually gets used. Oh, well. I think I think we should also uh, clarify this conversation by saying that there's no engineering student here to defend themselves. This That's is true. true. <laughs> That's true. But both Lindsay and I were engineering students, and I probably did this too. And then the other thing that I, that there's a couple people that I've interacted with that do this. It's minority by all means, but there's sometimes you come across an engineer who thinks engineering is objectively better than any other education you could get. Those are rare, but that's another one of those sort of stereotypes within engineering that ticks me off a little bit of like, you're doing, you know, film and media studies, or you're doing a math major, or you're doing a visual arts major. Like, that's not as important of an education as what I'm doing. This is getting very political. It is. I would I would like <laughs> any engineering students out there, if they would like to um, sort of come on and talk about this, uh, email us at various <laughs> at gmail.com or tweet us so, at some later date. If they're just tuning in. You're just tuning in. <laughs> I, and there may not be engineering students listening to this. That yeah. may be a very potentially harsh comment, but I have actually experienced that in person and directed at me. So like that's, I'm sort of comfortable saying that. I think for the most part, engineers are, are pretty good. And it's a good mindset to get trained in because there's problem solving that engineering teaches you that is unique to engineering. Well, I, I think historically it's, uh, and I'll, I'll fact check this uh, as I speak it, like the gender dynamics and engineering have not been outstanding for the history of engineering. Did that ever affect you in your education? You know, I've always been pretty clueless. So hmm. I remember the first time I noticed this was in my junior year of college. I was taking um, mechanical engineering dynamics was the course. Hmm. And I was in this huge lecture hall. There were probably 180 students there. I look around and there were pretty much, I think, three women in the classroom. Wow. And that was the very first time that I had noticed this. So fast forward, I still kind of, when you start this job then, and people kind of look at you as kind of a different type of person, someone that people go to for advice and whatnot, being a woman is a different standpoint mm -hmm. to come from. You know? Sure. One of the ways that it seems to play out in classrooms is uh, what I think is predictable from, from studies of this thing. If there's a group work, it's the female student who's tasked with transcribing or taking notes. Like the men will often, more often than not, in my experience as a teacher, seeing this happen in group work, um, they'll, they'll, ask, they'll have the girl write it down. Hmm. Yeah, that's something that happens not just in engineering, but pretty much all the time. Hmm. Um, and one of the things that I appreciated was that Professor Liu, uh, who's in the CS department and who taught the CS class I took, was really good about making sure to double check that like there were two girls in my group and two guys that we were all switching off who was doing the writing mm -hmm. and making sure that like that wasn't the dynamic that became the default. That does help. Yeah. And I would say too, that I, I've experienced this more in, uh, in underclass in like first, second year kind of classes. Very rare. Does this seem to play out or matter in junior, senior classes? A lot of the, the excuse that you hear is a lot of guys will be like, yeah, but my handwriting's terrible, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, mine is, <laughs> yeah, but mine is too. And so it's like, yeah. It's one of those things where it sort of feels like the, there's an excuse or like a stereotype behind all of that that they don't realize that they're thinking like that is affecting the way they think about it. Very spreads and butters. Yeah. Let's Our get... most serious episode ever. Do you have a quiz for, um, for Lindsay? 
first I wanted to ask musically. Oh yeah, that's right. That is a good, good question. Sorry. I do have three questions for you before we do the quiz. Oh, okay. And these, yeah. qu- these three questions are as follows. I'll list them in order and then we'll begin with the first. What was your favorite music at the age of 10? What was your favorite music at the age of 20? And what was your favorite music at the age of 30? Starting from the beginning. At yeah, age let's 10, What did you favor? I'm trying to, you know. Were you, when was that? Was that Singapore, Hawaii? That was Singapore. Okay. So it was either Boys to Men or the Lion King soundtrack, I think. Okay. It wasn't yeah. S-pop? No. Is there there's S-pop? No, there's no S-pop. Oh. Yeah, they steal from Hong Kong or HK pop. <laughs> HK pop. K pop's really popular now. I think so. It's a popular in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Boys to Men or Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, that that's was, reasonable. It's all influenced by my sister. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Green Day was pretty high up there. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine Boys <clears> to Men and the Lion King soundtrack having much of an overlap. I know, but the Lion King soundtrack was my child, you know, hood <laughs> love. And now, did by chance this change when you're age twenty? Oh, yes. When at, I was Cal age Berkeley. 20, I was seriously into jazz. Oh, okay. Um, so I play jazz bass. You do? Mm-hmm. You do? This has not come... How long have we been on the show? Oh. This hasn't come up yet? <laughs> how long have we known each other? This has not come up. <laughs> what the heck? Um, I haven't played so much since I've moved here. I don't... If anyone wants a jazz bassist, I'm looking for a group. So. I'm actually a terrible violin player. So oh. if you, you and I want to make, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play terrible I, violin. I just bought some new drumsticks. Oh, there we go. Oh, but you're, you're actually a pretty good drummer. Well, I would not say that. Well, I'll say it. And there was a time many, many years ago. So you could so, pick it yeah, up again. there was a time when I was a pretty decent jazz yeah. bassist. I played violin all my life at certain points and I've never been good at it. <laughs> so I'll probably pick it up again when I'm 50. Yeah, that'd be a good that would be a good premise for a, a a jazz band, like a bunch of people who used to be good at it. Yeah, I don't know what the name would be. Hasbins, Hasbins. So, any particular artists? Are this is this like uh like cool jazz? Are we talking fifties, sixties, sort of like classic um, jazz or current jazz artists? I was a little bit more classic, I guess. Miles Davis, of course, as um off the top, but Charles Mingus, because I am a bassist, mm-hmm. and he's just amazing. And so stochastic. <laughs> <laughs> he is stochastic. People accuse us of being overly stochastic. Um, and for the interns, what? How would you define that term? I would say. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. What stochastic? Yeah. For you guys, I know what I would think. Mostly because I honestly don't know the word if it is in fact a real word. So I'm going with a wombine, which is a word combined mm-hmm. of stoic and fantastic. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I, I was actually, I was actually, I wasn't actually trying to test you guys. I was asking Ben or Lindsay to define it for the sake of the interns, clearly, oh, because yeah. I know what Lindsay, the how would you is. define stochastic? Yeah, I mean, I know what it is, so. Um, the best synonym I can think of is random, but it's not quite random, right? Okay. So. Yeah, exactly. That's how I would describe it. Too. Did that change by the age of 30? Yeah, I still like some jazz, but... I listen to, as influenced by my husband mainly, a mm-hmm. lot of indie rock, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. And, Such and, as. Yeah. And your, your husband is Singaporean. Yeah. So he was listening to indie rock? Yes. He's it, really uh, into indie. Okay. So I, uh, guess, I guess they get radio and music. Well, because <laughs> oh, I mean, he's lived yeah, in the States for right. oh, that, six, okay, no, eight right. years now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did you meet in grad school? We met in grad school. Okay. No relation from when we were young in Singapore. Okay. No. So, so wait, going back to the, it's the indie music. Yes. Um, so what, what kind of, what, like, what who are we bands? talking here? Yeah, who are we talking? I think my favorite soundtrack for a while was the Juno soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So no Chemical Brothers, Chemical Engineering? I thought this was going to come up. What? No. Nope. Not at all. Any other chemistry bands anybody else can think of? Chemistry bands? My Chemical Romance. 
Oh yeah, that's a band. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. That's all. I, that's all I got. Mm, one of my students in grad school gave me a sweet T-shirt. That's you know a rock band T-shirt, but with all of the instruments being made out of chemical kind of flasks and stuff. Oh, that's so, actually super nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear it very often. Okay, it's yeah. too small. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have a quiz too. Oh, well then let's go. This is going to be hard to anticipate. It, I'm sure it is. Studio, are you ready? There's too many out there. So you guys can have an answer. You guys get one answer. Are these ideas for alternative energy sources or not? Oh, I hope you know this, Lindsay. Yeah, it would be very embarrassing. So the way we do it is I will answer first, then the folks out there, and then you. Because oh. you, you were the expert. You're the right. putative expert. It's incumbent upon me to say that the first one is usually the easy one just to get the flavor of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I usually follow up by saying it's entirely necessary for me to say that because there's no learning curve involved. None. It's pretty self-evident. Even so, the first one, uh, tides or wave power. Wave power. That sounds like a great fuel source. I think that if it's not a thing, it should be. So I'll say yes. An energy source. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now the answer is yes. Okay, they use little buoys. Yeah, I'm not sure how effective it is yet, but they're doing it more and more, right? Yeah, there's all sorts of new kind of technologies to capture that. All right. All right, everybody, here's a crazy another one. Number two, algae. Algae. I'm going to say yes. Biofuel studio? Yes. Yes. Oh, geez. Wow, this is a bad idea. You guys need to answer separately. (laughs) Don't try to box us in. Yeah, don't do that. Yes, I've done a whole several research papers on that. Isn't it? So. Can, it can be combined with solar power in in different ways too. Well, if you think about it, any type of biomass is solar energy because oh, yeah, it converts. Yeah, you have to take sunlight in order to make it. That's it's called photosynthesis, Ben. Oh, yeah. So it's also popular. I wouldn't say popular, but a, a possibility for alternative foods. Algae burgers. They've often tried to make food out of algae. My brother spent a year and a half or so Eating working algae at algae burgers. <laughs> yes. Uh, mm-hmm. working at a lab out west where he was developing specific breeds of algae and specific growing conditions to maximize fuel production. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Also chlorophyll. I just want to say that. <laughs> also a thing. All right, the next one. Size E batteries. Size E batteries. I happen to know... Wait a second. You know, there could be size E batteries. <laughs> I'm not familiar with size E batteries. Uh, you know, of course, I'm, you know, I got the A's. Is there an A? I know there's a double A. I know there's a triple A. I know there's a C battery. It's kind of like Forrest Gump right now. I know there's a D battery. There's a nine volt. Why can't that be an E battery? I don't know. I don't think so. What do we think, Studio? You can you can answer individually now. No. No. I mean, no to the question, not no to answering individually. Thanks. Oh. I'll also go no, but I do think it was more fun when we answered as a unit. Mm. Not when you were all saying yes. Yeah. What do we think, Lindsay? I've not heard of size E batteries. But it should be the inevitable next option, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you no. mean do you mean like like when they invent it? Like right, when like, they invent it. Well, they call them size E. Yeah. yeah. E's like a car battery. It's like not useful for anyone. Maybe. Maybe okay. we can just slap an E on it. Yeah. It, I guess it done. you know what? I guess nobody knows. Don't email <laughs> us if you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is mirrors and space. Mirrors and space. I'm gonna say yes, because you know, yeah, I, I like that. Mirrors, you it's know, like you would have a, a theme song too. Geo synchronous orbit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. What do we think, Studio? Are you saying mirrors and space? In. In space. I am. Mirrors in space. space. What changes? Check the transcript. What changes when they're in space? Well, that's for you to decide. Uh, Yes. Okay. I just want it to be a thing. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll go yes. 
I have not heard of this one. If it's a way for you to capture solar energy, but it's a proposal, but nobody's done it. Mm. It's pretty expensive. So that's actually it's a yes. Like people talk about it as an idea for alternative energy. Yeah, it's sort of like they they get the sun's rays and they direct them towards a in collector. Fact, we I had a friend uh, who came to give a talk. He's studying the environmental history of NASA and the space race, and he talked about a project in the '60s where um, the the military wanted to work with NASA to to install. They, they wanted to help NASA because they wanted big mirrors in space so they could direct and point them to burn the forests of Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that. That did not come to fruition, but that was an actual proposal. We want NASA. We're going to fund you, NASA, so you can put big mirrors in space to focus uh, you know, sunbeams and so we can burn these forests and then we'll win the war. That hmm. was their idea. Well. Also, in Real Genius, they had a laser, too. <laughs> but that, I think that was someone else. I wonder how space debris would affect that proposal you would think that that wouldn't be very good for mirrors i wouldn't think so mm-hmm. yeah the mirrors are, are breakable all right. the bad luck yeah i was gonna say yeah. so oh. much bad luck so much bad luck oh my gosh okay next all right next one wild geese wild geese now not domesticated geese no they cannot produce energy wild geese wild geese i mean i mean depend so wait what is what is the question is it do are these energy things are these alternative energy options or not? I mean, listen, if I tie wild geese around myself, I get warm. That's a transfer of energy. <laughs> is is that what you guys do in Canada? I, I mean, essentially, except except we first pluck the geese, I think, and put them in like Gore-Tex, and then that's the same thing. I'm going to say no, because I... You're because just talking about a raw material. Yeah. Is that not, is that not part of this? That's not like energy. Yeah, there's energy transfer. So I'm going to say, I'll say no, though. I might arguing against you. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Studio? Food is an energy source. So, yes. Wild geese. But do you think people are proposing wild geese? Do you think this is an idea that someone's had? Why not? What does that sound like? I propose wild geese? <laughs> I Some... think this is an idea that someone's definitely had. How serious is it? I don't know. First, but it's definitely an idea. The first time someone thought to go grab their bow and get themselves a wild goose, like that was them proposing an energy source. I think we might find, be finding this is not a well thought out quiz, <laughs> which is strange. I think you just it's don't shocking because those what have never happened are. before. Yeah. <laughs> I will say yes. Okay. I'm saying yes. I'm also going to go yes. I know that wild geese are really bad for airplane engines, True. right? So we get, we've we all seen Sully. The actual, the, the real answer comes out. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of harvesting energy, I mean, besides, I mean, they're very fatty. So again, with the lipid extraction. There you go. <laughs> Always a lipid. Always a lipid. Wait a second. Can can your machine, if I go in there, will it do um, liposuction on me without having to do? I'm finding so many uses of your machine. I, it's a bit high in pressure, Simon. So I'm a fear you would not survive I'm, the procedure. I can take a pretty high level of pain. <laughs> so let's just well, once we extra, once we get to the mayonnaise extraction, we'll get to the All right. that part. So what is the Did answer? answer? Oh, I'm I'm kind of hedging my bets here. Um, well, hedge no because it's no. Nobody's ever done this or considered it yeah. or proposed it. What a crazy idea! You don't know nobody's considered it. Yes, that's I true. do. That's the part. That's the yeah. problem. Uh, the next one is coffee grounds. Coffee grounds like already been used. You know what? Or up front. Does Back to the grounds. Future Part Two count? Count as what? As as if Doc <clears throat> Brown used coffee grounds as an energy source. Does that count? No. I'm gonna say yes anyway. <laughs> what do we think, Studio? I mean, coffee grounds provide my source of energy, so I'm going to go yes. Ooh, good one. I was going to say the same thing. Mm. So, no. You could probably, 
you know, there's probably still calories in your answer's too long. Yes or no? Grounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lindsay, what do we think? So I think it's yes because there is a lot of residual lipid in coffee grounds. So you could extract up to twenty percent. Yeah. Wow. My sources tell me <laughs> that's a yes. The expert is correct again. So what? So what? What would you do with that? Would you just put? So if I you put would coffee extract grounds the oil and use it car, as a fuel. Yeah. You so could can, also just like anaerobically digest the stuff. Okay. I'll just, I'll just put next time I'm at the gas station. I'll just put coffee grounds in my. my yeah, gas that's tank. a great idea. Okay. Great good. Idea. Yep. Uh, how about jellyfish? Jellyfish. Where's your lipids now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, jellyfish are like, um, I believe, 99.9% water, and they live forever. Those they are the sting. two facts I know about them. Um, so you, I don't You think, know that they sting. Some of them do. I don't th- I touched a jellyfish in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. It was Just purely consensual. Jellyfish let me do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if jellyfish let me do it, but I did touch a jellyfish. I don't think there's enough substance there for them to be of any use energy-wise. What do we think, Studio? I want one of these really oddball ones to be a yes, so I'm going with yes. I'll go no. Maybe. Okay. I like it. There you go. Lindsay, <laughs> what do we think? I, I'm going with Simon on this one. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. Yeah. Is it? Do they just pile, pile jellyfish up and light them on fire? No, there's some substance in them. There's some uh-huh. uh, some chemical that they can extract, which is, is useful for fuel. Hmm. And we can just take your word on this. Well, they contain the raw ingredients for a new kind of fuel cell. Their glow is produced by green fluorescent protein, referred to as GFP. Hey, Ben did some research. You know, there's a team at the Chalmers University of Technology in Gothenburg, Sweden. They placed a drop of GFP onto aluminum electrodes and then exposed that to ultraviolet light. I mean, I'm just riffing here, but... I know, yeah, that makes... Yeah. I, I feel like that's what how it's happening. I think that's it. Chalmers. I, actually, I was more piqued by, by Chalmers yeah, University. Super, super Nintendo Chalmers. Yeah. Do you know uh, what other sources of GFP there are? And you just have I'm to like, now. you got to squeeze the jellyfish real hard and yeah. it all comes out. I was just thinking of like in Finding Dory, there's a lot of, it just seemed like they lit up a lot. There was a lot of activity yeah. going there. Yeah, you would think that if you can light up, there's energy there. I mean, Finding Nemo. I went right for You'd the You'd also think that Finding Nemo would be an accurate way of devising all of your alternative <laughs> energy sources. Hey, That's we true. don't We don't know until we try. Thank you for the trust. Mm-hmm. I've got the support of my staff. There you go. All right, next one. Rodents of unusual size. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say no. Studio? I'm also going to say no. I mean, he lit one on fire, so yes. I'm imagining one in a giant wheel running and running and running. Ooh. That too. There you go. So yes. Lindsay? The unusual size is, I don't know why it must be unusual size, so I think you must be uh, pulling this one. R-O-U-S's? Yeah. You, you have not seen The Princess Bride? Oh, I did see part of it, but I was way too old. When are you all going to just diagnose that the quiz is usually a means to get to a sub-quiz? I'm just trying to find out, just to confirm that everybody's seen Princess Bride. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think you have to watch it when you're young. I don't think... I, yeah, no, I, think, I think you have think, to watch it often. I think, yeah, I think I think it's got everything yeah. for everybody at every age. Is that right? Yeah. I watched it recently. I watched yes. that probably every three months. Yes. Yeah, we watch it a lot. Yeah, we're going to have to disagree on this Mandy one. Mandy Patinkin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, go watch it when you get home. I don't know if I'm going to follow up. Okay. Right. So that was a no. Just lie to me. It's a no. <laughs> okay. All right, just a couple more. Next okay. one, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he does. He doesn't even bring energy to his roles, so I'm going to say no. What do we think, Studio? No. I'll go no. What is the sub quiz here? I don't. Well, I guess you'll find out. You don't get to the sub quiz until you answer the question. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. This is like Westworld. Okay. Martin, don't you know how the sub quiz oh, goes? Don't get me started on Westworld. <laughs> okay. I won't. Oh wow! There's don't a sub quiz right there. Yeah. Okay, no. What do we think, Lindsay? Well, unless he's like, you know, Kevin Costner and trying to centrifuge oils out of the Gulf, then I'd also say no. So. Okay. The answer is no. 
But I thought we could do a game of Last Man Stanton. How many Jesse Eisenberg movies can you name? <laughs> I don't. I Squid don't. in the Whale. <laughs> I don't know. You win. Yeah, I think. I think you know. Adventureland. You got nothing. No, I. I get you're gonna the, you're gonna the, criticize the, him the for social, having low energy. The Social Network. Yeah. The uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Now you see me. Ooh, now what? you see me too. I don't. Was he in now? Now you see me too. No, I don't think he was. Okay. Wait, Zombieland. Was he in that? Yeah. Yep. There's a Kelly Reichardt movie. The name of which is escaping me right now. He was an eco terrorist. Okay. He's in that one. He was in a movie with Aziz Ansari. 15 minutes or less, maybe? We believe you. Okay. There's no fact-checking here. 30 minutes or less? Yeah, count uh, on Ian. 15 minutes or less seems like a really quick... Ian could really easily win this with just an IMDb page. Ugh. Or I'm a terrible fact-checker. That's true. All right, last question. Bunnies. Bunnies. I mean, I don't I don't know if they're any different than geese or... No, you don't, do you? I, I, I do not. Um, they're different from jellyfish in that they don't light up, so I'm going to say no. I'm going to side them on the geese side. What do we think, studio? I'll go no. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I think they're with the rodents, right? Like, they're similar. No, there is a group in Sweden who's actually looking into this. You what? may have heard that bunnies reproduce quite frequently. Yeah. Oh, no. It's all happening in Sweden. I know. It's all Swedish. Wow. How did they become? Are you aware of the Swedish dominance in alternative energy oh. research? Well, they are very cold up there, so they don't have a lot of the other potential. Do you have options. any international colleagues? Collaborators? Um, mm, collaborators, not so much. No. How come you don't do green engineering? I do green engineering. That is my other passion. So I'm making renewable energy sources via green engineering. I, I think we should call it green engineering. <laughs> um, you had a question. I do have a question. Oh. Uh, well, um, what day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? Oh, I. Are you prepared for this I question? I am prepared for okay. this one. What is? What I'm is a Friday your, person. You're a Friday person. Yes. Okay. Have you always been a Friday person? I think so. Okay, as as, as long as you can remember. So it's just you know you're just. You liked anticipating the weekend. What yeah. is that? And it's also, you know, you've prepared for Friday too. I don't mind, you know, when you're doing the things, but yeah. preparing for the things is very exhausting. It so, is, absolutely. Yeah. Sunday, you spend a lot of time preparing. We've yeah. talked with people who somehow, they were refuting this. Like, don't we know people who are Sunday people? Yes. I mean, we don't think highly of them, but they're Sunday people. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they're baffled that there are Friday people in the world. Oh, that's mm. true. And we Friday people are baffled that they would say that. Was it uh, our, Who are those our, guys? our sister those... podcast? Uh, probably the, summarized yeah, Justin and uh, and Michael. You know what? Their 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 group of Sunday people can our can fight our group of Friday people because we're we will, twice as big. We'll win every time. Platinum ratio. Mm-hmm. Did you want to do your follow up to that? Oh yeah. What? Well, a couple follow ups. Uh, what are your views on black licorice? Disgusting. Thank you. Exactly. And when you're eating an apple or any other type of round fruit, do you go equatorially or pole to pole? Equatorial. Yeah, because you're a normal person. Have you ever even heard of pole to pole apple eating? I've seen people just eat them. Just go at it. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt eats the entire thing, seeds and core and all. I used to do that as a kid. I will say that because I was... Did you sprout a tree? No, I never did. You'd have to swallow about 40 pounds of topsoil for that to work. (laughs) And Um, light, light. And you need need some light. Um, I... I, but Do you know was, how many years into life it took me to realize that it was okay to swallow seeds because they wouldn't grow because it would need light? Was it like literally this week? <laughs> no, but it was longer than you'd want to know. Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't like age three. It had to be like age eight, 10, 12. Yeah. I didn't do that with apples, but I did with pears mm-hmm. where when I'm like, it, like, it would be too lazy to go up and throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, well, I'm just sitting here, so I might as well eat the whole thing. And then it was, the worst part was swallowing the stem because you just had to do that in one bite. Oh, yeah. That sounds painful. Well, I was pretty lazy. <laughs> oh, and this is because you refused to put organic waste outdoors. Oh yeah, you couldn't just throw the stem in the grass. Well, I was, I was, I was inside. But you could you not get outside? 
I was, like how I deep know. were you like in the middle of the no, Pentagon if, or if, something? If I could like get, how, how far from outside were you? If I could get outside, I would go I would go and throw it in the trash. But why would you throw don't throw that in the trash? No, but I was seven Lindsay, at the time. would you help him? He's from Canada. Exactly. It was really cold outside. You know, there's so so Ben and I were walking or walking uh, around one day and you know, he's peeling a, a tangerine mm-hmm. and he just starts throwing the peel on the ground and I said, Wait a second, what are you doing? And he said, wait, what do you do with it? And I say, throw it in the trash. And he says, terrible that's, idea. that's terrible. Don't throw organic waste in the trash. Well, let me add that. Now, now, I'm not judging here, but but what, Studio, what do you guys do with, uh, with like peels, you know, a tangerine or something like that? I think that. that depends on where I am. If you were walking on the quad, eating a tang- peeling a tangerine, would you just start throwing the peel on the ground well, or would you sort of like gather it? I think on the quad, like someone's going to come and pick that up. Like they take such good care of the quad that, they're not going to let anything stand on the quad. Like, or a squirrel. Throw in the bushes. Throw in the bushes? Okay. Yeah, I'd put it in the bushes. Or like if the lawnmower's out, put it directly in the bushes. of the lawnmower. If they smell nice. If there's two things you learn in this episode, yeah. it's don't use space heaters. They're energy hogs. Mm-hmm. Total waste. And don't throw your organic waste into the trash can. It's, it's gotten, The podcast has gotten so judgy. God. It's just so judgy. It's our most serious, most political podcast it, ever. It has been. We need a sound been. effect there. Yes. Some... I don't know what sound. <laughs> I, I tried to recruit a sound effect intern yesterday, but it didn't go well. Oh, in we, the process. Of, all we just need is yeah, a, we're working. We're, we just need a person with a slide whistle and a bicycle horn. Ian and I are working very hard on finding a sound effect intern for this okay. show. Wonderful. You can bring your violin. Not so good. No one needs that. No one needs to hear that. Um, no one needs any more of this, probably. Should no. We? Yeah, no one needs any more of this podcast. Like wrap it up, Clark. Yeah, I think we should. Um, so I want to thank our guest, Lindsay So, for being on the podcast today and having a great discussion. Uh, if you are Still listening, you can follow us on Twitter at some later date. You can email us your questions, comments, and concerns at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook. You can also listen to our um, uh, playlists on Maybe. Spotify. Maybe. Will. I think that's about it. Anything else? You can rate us at iTunes. Oh, you can rate us on iTunes? And I will be at the Chuckle Factory in Phoenix <laughs> in April. <Yeah. laughs> Nope, not going to be there. Don't go there. I'll feel real bad if you do it looking <laughs> for me. Okay, well, um, I think it's we're a, good. It's 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Headphones off? Headphones off. Okay. Can I give a note from the Fulton Simon family? Do it live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my mom texted me and said that she was a big fan of the Rob Root episode. Oh, because um, of the Vassar connection. Actually, because of the uh, math as like social justice uh, aspect. And now she's going to do a story about him? I, I don't think so, but I think she really liked it. She also liked that Renan was back. Oh, that's uh-huh. good. Well, we all we all like that. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of good feedback. And, from and, that. and Rob was big man on campus while your mom was at what was at Vassar, right? She didn't know him at the time, but. That's because she was what, only there for a year. That's what she tells you. Yeah. That's what she tells you. He was big man on campus. That's a pretty good note. Yeah, that is a good note. Thomas, we go. got half notes from your traveling band of siblings. What Did you want to complete that circle? Like, what was that all about? I, the only one I know that has listened for sure is my brother. Mm-hmm. He loves it solely because it's just crazy. You know, like this show is comedy of the variety he particularly likes his big thing though is that so like mediocre yeah exactly um <laughs> I don't nice know. He, a compliment and an insult at the same time he wants to see us That's go bigger better places you know like bigger names the the episode i directed him straight to the one with 
who was the the PC from the Mac PC commercials? John Hodgman. John Hodgman. John Hodgman. I sent him straight to that one. He said that was great because it was like a big name. It wasn't you know a Lafayette College employee, which are good episodes too. But he wants to see a, a more. But he knows a it's a Lafayette mix. College show. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't tell him that. I think he picked up on it on his own. He likes the fact that it's got small town people, Lafayette College employees, locals, whatever. But then also these like out of nowhere, surprisingly large names. Wait, how did he say small town people? Did he say small town people or small town people? He, he says it in the same way as like small town girl, okay. but girl is people. So you're, we need more parentheses in the English <laughs> language where we can link small and town together. Okay, that's that's a good note. Yeah. He, he must also appreciate our fidelity to the truth. Hmm, absolutely. I got I had a comment from a friend of the show, future guest Liam O'Donnell mm-hmm. uh, recently. Yeah. Um, also a podcast in his own right. Uh, who, who thought that the degree of correctness about the things we said might have been a little lower than others might come to expect. Like what? Uh, I think his example was, um, he's confused about the chocolate and mint flavor. He really, really, really likes chocolate and mint, and so he's on my side. Mm-hmm. But some of his friends disagree with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, we'll leave it there. Okay.